Welcome to Tokyo Cheapo Podcast. Think Tokyo is expensive? Well, think again. All the best tips for visiting and living in Tokyo on a pittance. Cheap sushi, cheap sausages, cheap dates, cheap golf, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads, cheap bikes, cheap booze, cheap chicken. Ladies, gentlemen, and cheapos, welcome to another Tokyo Cheapo podcast. I'm your、uh, notorious cheapo, Chris Kirkland, and joining me today is. I, I forgot what kind of cheapo I am. It's been so long since the last episode. What, what am you're, I? You're In- infamous.、So、you're infamous. Infamous, infamous. cheapo. I'm Greg Lane. Hello. You're so infamous that you forgot that you're an infamous cheapo. <laughs> yeah. So, Greg,、um, before we get、uh, started into the delights we've got this week,、um, in fact, no, let me tell the readers, let's seed their interest by telling them what we're going to talk about.、Um, we're going to talk about day trips this week. But before we get on to day trips, let's hear about your day out the other day. Where did you go, Greg?、Uh, I went to the, the Tokyo Game Show, which is not. Really, a, a kind of a cheapo destination. It's,、um, you know, it costs money to get in there, so it's not free or anything. But、um, it's, not, it's not over the top, it's about a thousand yen、uh, for a day pass.、Um, and I actually, I actually got a lot cheaper than that, to be quite honest, because I was working there, so、um, I got on for free. But,、uh, What is the Tokyo Game Show? It, it's a, it's a, basically all the, all the big game companies, all the console companies,、um, you know, like、uh, Sony, Xbox.、Um, You know, Sega, Capcom, Gree, all these kind of companies, they have these, this massive big、uh, kind of trade show out at, at Makuhari Mese on the way to Narita Airport.、Uh-huh. And、um, it, it's just like every you know, crazy gamer and, you know, from all around Japan kind of just converges on this place. And they have,、uh, they have crowds of about 200,000 people over the、uh, course of the event. Wow. And,、um, It's just unbelievable. Like, I was actually there from, because、uh, I was working on the gate and I was, I was there from five in the morning on、uh, Saturday and Sunday. And there w a s like big、uh-huh. crowds queuing up before five in the morning. And、um, the, the venue didn't actually open until 10. So these people were like queuing in line for, for five hours so they could actually get inside and then they could j- join another queue <laughs> for, <laughs> for,、uh, for playing the game. So, I mean, I, I didn't actually play any of the games. I'm not, a, I'm not actually a gamer. So. Uh, but I had a look around and it's, it's, quite, it's quite a spectacle because, like, you know, all these stands are,、um, you know, vying for your attention. So they've got all the,、um, uh, what do they call them? The, the, not the booth sh- babes? Booth babes, that's the one. Yeah, like in,、uh, you know, various costumes. Cosplay mini skirts. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually I posted a, a photo on the, on the、uh, Facebook page、uh, from Friday. It was like a, a World of Tanks game, I think. And they had this kind、yeah. of, you know, tank, tank drapes, draped with girls. It was.、Um, Yeah, there's not much,、um, not much for the, the, the female gamers, I guess, but it's mainly just booth babes. I didn't see any booth, booth boys or anything. Are there any female gamers? Oh, there were. There were. There was quite a few, actually. I, I mean, I was, I, I was mildly surprised. It was probably, probably about 20% of the people turning up were, were, were female. Wow. So,、um, turn for the books. Yeah, and, and, and、uh, I'd say probably the, the cosplayers, which is probably the other good reason to go there,、um, is there was probably more、uh, girl. Girls doing cosplay than, than guys. So, Interesting.、Um, well,、mm. that's the Tokyo Cheapo,、um, not Tokyo Cheapo, the Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> the Tokyo Cheapo Game Show?、Yeah. Anyway. Maybe that's an alternative underground version we can start. Yeah, yeah. Maybe online. 
So Aaron did a piece about it last year, didn't he? So he, he um, did. He we'll did. Link, he had we'll some. link to that in the show notes. Yeah. Splendid. Well, without further ado, let's poodle on with the episode. Um, uh, it looks like we're going to skip social media mentions this week. Can we just uh, mention one? It's more of an email we got from uh, a couple of uh, readers. Ah. So uh, it was from uh, Elena and Rachel, and um, they recently visited, visited Tokyo, and they... Uh, I'll just read out a bit of, uh, bit of the email. Uh, my friend Rachel and I have visited our former university housemate who moved to Japan didn't know where to start planning our trip. Being cheapos ourselves, we were naturally drawn to your site, which inspired about 80-90% of our trip. We had an amazing time on a budget, which remarkably allowed us to see an array of things including, but not limited to, ramen machines, uh, sumo matches, the Godzilla statues, all-you-can-drink night in Roppongi, and most notably a cat cafe. Your website yeah. is hilarious and well-organized, particularly the section where each district is discussed separately in the 101 free things to do in Tokyo list. Yours in cheaponess, Elena and Rachel. So I thought that was a pretty cool email. Well, that makes my cheapo day. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, although well, I have to, just for the record, I have to say we haven't actually covered uh, cat cafes, so I think they picked that up somewhere else. Might have referenced Didn't it Mina somewhere. Didn't Mina do one? No, no, we no. haven't done cat cafes. Ah, well, there we go. We've yeah. got to do the cheapo roundup of cat cafes. Well, if someone wants to do it, they're welcome because I, um, I have a cat allergy, so <laughs> you won't find me in a cat cafe. So if there's any cheapo, budding cheapo writers who are into cats out there, then uh, now's your time to step forward. Let's roll on. Uh, should we do the cheapo eats for this week? Sure. Okay. So um, I'll just mention the first one. It's uh, a place called Happy Salada. You know, salads aren't exactly exotic in, in Japan. I mean, you know, everywhere you go, there's a salad, the salads in the supermarket. But um, you don't tend to find many places where they have like a salad as the main dish. You know, it's like uh, there's places outside Japan where you can go and you know you basically your main dish is a salad. Uh, and happy salads, happy salad is a bit different because they um, they make salads that are the main dish. So you can either choose from um, the kind of the pre-made salads, or you can just make your own one from scratch using about a million different ingredients. Uh, but the prices are about 700 yen to a thousand yen. Uh -huh. and, and for that, you get an enormous salad. It's actually, I mean, the volume is actually, it's quite remarkable. It's, um, uh, you can fill about, I filled about my plate about three times, you know, when I, when I had one myself. If you wanted to use it as a side salad, for example, you know, for a family dinner or something, you could easily feed four people with that. So wow. it's, um, it's good value. And they have, um, you'll like this, Chris, they have um, smoothies, like fruits. Oh, nice. Yeah, fruit smoothies. So nice. Yeah, worth checking out. So that's an Akasaka. So um, yeah, check the site if you want to find a bit more about Happy Salada. That's a good, good cheapo eat. Mm. Well, my, mine for this week is um, also a fairly healthy option. The A to Z Cafe um, in Aoyama. It's not exactly the cheapest of places. Um, I th off the top of my head, the lunch menu, it's, it's either like 900 yen or 1,000 yen or something. But it's got a fantastic view. Um, it's just on the edge of uh, Aoyama district where there's not many tall buildings and so you can kind of see mm. all over these buildings over to Roppongi and everything. The interior is really nice. It's this kind of, it, I think it's fashioned on like a, an old school or something, an old European school because it's got all these kind of small kiddie wooden chairs and it's got this strange little kind of school room in the middle of it that you can't get into. It's actually, um, it's, it's actually the, based on the work of an artist. 
So that's um, that's actually supposed to be his um, his workshop. So that's what it's actually modelled on. So if if you actually um, you notice this kind of like uh, artwork throughout the 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 restaurant, it's um, like this little kind of girl with these really big eyes. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the uh, the artist. So I'm just trying Yoshitomo Nara. That's his name. So um, he he basically produced that whole uh, restaurant. So it's a little artistic cheapo eat. The lunch is great. It's um, you can have a fish lunch, and they normally have like a uh, some sort of meat option as well. Traditional Japanese grilled fish, uh, pickles, miso soup, rice, and some sort of side dish. So it's a nice, uh, tasty, and healthy lunch um, with a few. Uh, alternative options they normally have some sort of pork or beef thing they always have the uh, magaro avocado don which is tuna and avocado donburi which mm -hmm. um, is a particular favorite of mine yeah it tends to change by the season i guess one of the best features of that place is uh this time of year because it's you know the weather's cooling down a bit and they've got this amazing rooftop rooftop terrace have you been up there no i haven't you haven't it's, uh, the terrace is amazing it's got this um, this terrace with like about six tables on it, and um, you know it's got the same amazing view, but you know you're under the under the sky. It's uh, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. Oh wow! Well, that's a that's a, a surprise for me. I'm gonna have to go back and check out the terrace. Yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah. Well worth it. Okay, so that's the cheapo eats for this week. So let's poodle on to our main feature, the cheapo day trip. As we mentioned in the show notes, of course, it's kind of heading to picnic season, so a uh, good time to check out some of the parks. We've got some specific day trips. So first we've got uh, Kamakura. Indeed, Kamakura is a, a favorite spot of mine. On the uh, tokyocheapo.com, Aaron did a great article um, about a day out in Kamakura, hiking and finding a mountain cafe. But I think it's one of my favorite day trips from Tokyo. Really historical place. It's like the uh, old ancient capital of Japan packed full of temples and it's got this giant Buddha. It's got um, some hills, or well, you could call them mountains, I suppose. But um, it's got some small hills which you can go hiking in. Um, plus it's got a beach as well. So it's, um, you know, there's more than enough to fill a few days um, on a trip to Kamakura. Yeah. And it's just a short train ride from Tokyo. Have you ever been to Kamakura, Greg? Oh, many, many times. I, I used to work down there, actually. So um, I used to go up to the Hachimangu Shrine um, to have my lunch every day. So it's, um, it's, nice. a, it's a beautiful spot. It's, um, I didn't realize how lucky I was when I first came to Japan and I was working in Kamakura. Yeah, be beautiful spot. Lots of history. The home of the, the Kamakura Shogunate. It was the, you know, officially the, the political capital of, of Japan uh, about eight or 900 years ago, I think. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of history and a lot of buildings for such a small place. You know, it's yeah, it's um, it's a great day out, mm. and we could fill a whole episode on Kamakura, but let's um, let's not because we have <laughs> limited time. Um, there's a article on the site which we'll link to. You jump on the Tokyo line from Shibuya, then you change at Yokohama and take the JR line. Cheapo warning, don't take the JR line all the way there because you can get a train from Shinjuku or Shibuya which goes all the way there. Don't take it because it's cheaper to use one of the other lines like the Tokyo line or even you can get the Odaku line to, uh, where is it? Well, you, you, you can you can now. go to Fujisawa and then you can change to the uh, Enoden which is that yeah, cute little train that goes around the, the coast which is an attraction in itself. Indeed. 
So anyway, avoid the JR line. Uh, just take the JR line for the last leg and you'll save yourself 500 yen or so. Yep. Marvelous. So number two on our list is uh, going to Nikko, which is a world heritage site um, and a great spot for onsen. About a two-hour train journey north of Tokyo? Yeah, about that, yeah. I've only been there once. How many times have mm. you been there, Greg? Uh, once, many, many years ago. I stayed at the, the Humpty Dumpty uh, pension. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's probably, probably yeah. if it's still there, it's probably quite a cheap deal. I also had a cheap deal. Um, I stayed in the Kinugawa Onsen, a couple of stops north of Nika. Well, more than a couple of stops, but it's in the area. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget the name of the actual place we stayed, but we'll do some links but we were paying, I think it was like 3,000 yen a night or something. Right. It's a great place because uh, the place we stayed was packed full of um, these beautiful onsen hotels and just places that you could um, hang out in. Yeah. Of course, the uh, Nikko area itself is a world heritage site and it's packed full of historical places to visit. Yeah, yeah. So, we, I mean, we've called it a day trip, but it's probably, um, to do it justice, you probably should do an overnight at least, right? Yeah, I mean, really, um, I'd recommend staying there for a night or two. Again, it's something we could fill an episode with, but we're, um, we're not going to fill this episode with Nico. So we'll give you some links for further information. And getting there, you take the Tobu line from Asakusa. Oh, I forget what it's called. Is it the Tobu liner or something? We've got a, uh, a link to the, the railway which gets you there. Yep. Off the top of my head, it's not too expensive. A great day out or indeed a few days out. Okay, so uh, next we have uh, Kasai Rinkai Koen, Kasai Rinkai I think Park. You should, I think you should read exactly <laughs> what I've written the notes here. Uh, what, cats humping, big ass ferris wheel aquarium, <laughs> Tokyo Bay grass. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all you need to know. Okay, yeah, no, the the cats humping thing, uh, there's a lot of wild cats there, you know, I, I, I amused myself by taking a photo of cats humping once, so, you know, probably if you want more kind of normal attractions, uh, yeah, the Ferris wheel is, is a kind of a famous landmark, they, also the aquarium, so we've, we've actually got a, an article on the site about that, I think it was Jessica, the writer, uh, the details are it's basically 210 yen from Tokyo Station on the, on the Keio line. Yeah, the only thing to be careful of is uh, make sure you don't catch the express train, otherwise you'll end up at uh, Maihama, which is the home of Disneyland. So, oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then you have to take the Big train back. Big red warning, yeah. flashing warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cheapo no-go. But, uh, yeah, so that's... Well, actually, no, we don't want to marginalise our cheapo Disneyland fans. That's, that's fine. If Disneyland's your thing, that's, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been there. Everyone's got to do it once, right? At least... I did it in America. I, there's no way I'm doing it in Japan. Oh, come on. You should, you should go to Disney Sea. It's, it's worth it. No. Once. Come on, change the subject. Okay. Kasai Rinkai Cohen. And uh, one thing I'll add to that is there's um, the possibility of a really nice uh, Fuji sunset. It's probably going to be better in the autumn or winter months. Mm. Um, but you get a great view of Fuji in the distance with the sun setting behind it and Tokyo in front of it. and Nice. So, yeah, there's a yeah. nice little viewing spot. Probably right now is quite good. The The sky is quite clear at the moment. The, the moon looks beautiful at the moment. So, okay, shall we move on? Splendid. So, number four, a uh, not such a specific one, but a general topic, which is heading to the mountains 
in West Tokyo and Saitama. Um, they're generally quite low mountains, so most months of the year uh, they're open for hiking. Um, you have probably already heard of Takao-san, the easiest place to get to. It's just a 45-50 minute uh, train from Shinjuku and it's an easy hike. In fact, you don't even need to hike at all because you, you can, can get a cable car pretty much all the way. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, if you take the JR line, the Ome line, it takes a little bit longer to get out there because it's slightly more sort of rural area. About hour and a half, two hours from Shinjuku and you're right in the countryside and you're surrounded by all these hiking options. Perhaps the most uh, famous will be Mitake-san, which uh, again has a cable car, so you can skip on most of the hiking and just wander around at the top. But um, there's a whole load of uh, hiking around in that area. Yeah, and, it's it's kind um, of the kickoff point for quite a few trails, isn't it? From uh, indeed from the top of Mitake-san. There is actually an onsen out there as well. Um, there's a what's it called? Itsukai Itsuka Itsuka Itsukaichi. Yeah, Itsukaichi, which is another JR line. Uh, we'll, we'll link to the onsen itself, but there's an onsen uh, kind of tucked away uh, in the lower part of the mountain. The, the day trip I recommend is you, you climb up Mitake-san and then you go down the other side of the ridge and you go down past this onsen. It's, it's pretty amazing considering you're, you know, you're still in suburban Tokyo, um, but you're like in the mountains in a proper onsen. Yep. So that's a really nice trip out. Yeah, just just a language tip for uh, people who, who maybe don't know Japanese so well. Um, san actually means mountain. So when I first came to Japan, I think I made the mistake that, that many make that you think um, that everyone's just being really respectful to the mountains. <laughs> like, you know, Fuji-san, Fuji-sama. Yeah, um, Mr. Fuji. Mi, 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 Mitake-san. But san is actually just the reading for mountain. Little cheapo language tip there. There you go. Some sort of sound effect. Boing or something would fit there. So, um, uh, yeah, so you've got the uh, mountains. If you kind of head off on the JR line, the um, Omesen. Also, um, quick honorable mention is there's a few um, mountains within easy reach on the uh, southwest side of Saitama as well. If you take the Ikebukuro Sen um, off to Hanno, and then you've got the Chichibu Sen and um, you're probably talking about an hour and a half from Ikebukuro and you're right there sandwiched between some proper mountains. Uh, you can go all the way to Chichibu itself, um, but that's stretching it a bit for a day trip. Uh, yeah, some of the kind of closer mountains definitely doable on a day trip from Tokyo. Yep. Okay. So, uh, from, from mountains... To more mountains. To more mountains. <laughs> <laughs> What's number five on our list, Greg? So, number five is Hakone. So um, I actually Blended. yeah I actually did a bit of research on this because um, as you can see I've, I've filled in some prices because it's um, it's quite tricky actually working out how much it actually costs to get there and, and get around but um, our recommendation is you take the the romance car like a limited express train that runs from Shinjuku straight to uh, the Hakone area uh, along the the Odaku line the train itself costs. 2,020 yen for like a 90-minute one-way trip, or if you want to, you know, take a slightly slower train, you know, without all of the nice uh, seats and things, uh, it's 1,150 yen, uh, and it's about 30 minutes longer. So, um, uh, but there's another option, isn't there, Chris? Yes, there is a um, uh, Hakone Day Pass free pass or something. 
So, and so the, the deal with that is you get 5,000 yen for a, a, a free pass that lasts two days. But actually, it doesn't cl include everything with that. What, what happens is you get the uh, you get the kind of the carriage on the train, then you have to pay pay the uh, the express fee. Okay, so it's 5,000 yen for the two-day free pass, plus you pay 1,740 for the, the express fee. So you're basically paying 3,350 yen each way, which is about 1,200 yen more than the, uh, the regular price. But you get free um, rides on basically everything while you're in that area for, for two days. So it's probably worth it. When you take this romance car, you arrive in Hakone Yumoto, the first part of Hakone. But then from there, there's a load of buses and cable cars and little uh, mountain trains which get you deeper into Hakone. And, and, and a pirate uh, ship. And a pirate ship, indeed, <laughs> which I have ridden on. I have ridden the pirate yep, ship. Yeah, the pirate ship. It goes pretty fast, actually. It's got a big big old motor on it. Yeah, it's not sail-powered. No. But the, those, if you're going to do a proper um, trip around Hakone, then the cost for all those various um, cable cars and stuff, it can mount up. So um, if you're going to go there for the two days, then that free pass is going to be worth it. Yep. But if you're just thinking about doing a day trip, you could, if you're being ultra cheapo, you could conceivably um, not bother with the romance car and just use the normal train and then just kind of go hiking around from Yumoto and it's, you know, it would be a really cheap day trip then. Yeah, it's got some interesting um, old, like, historic hiking routes around there because it follows the, I think it's the Tokaido or I'm not sure, it might be a different, um, like, ancient road. And they've, they've got some of the original kind of um, road still intact so you can kind of walk, walk part of it. There's some great mountain hiking there, high mountains, and it's uh, there's not many people hiking the mountains. They're pretty. When I did it, I only saw one or two other people. And, right. Um, anyway, it's it's a great day out, or it's a great weekend away, or something. There's onsen there. There's some beautiful lakes. Uh, there's views of Fujisan. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, depending on the season. The yeah. other tip I would say is um, it's a great trip to do off peak. As I went there in, I believe it was the beginning of February, and we got a cheapo deal on a, f a fairly poncy hotel, and we were the only people in it, and it had its own private onsen, and I just had this huge onsen bath to myself. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody there, and there was basically no tourists, pretty much zero tourists. It was beautiful. It was, you know, there was snow on the hills. It was really nice hiking really beautiful mm -hmm. onsen. And um, I also went there in uh, June of the year before and it was rammed, you know, there was, you were kind of yeah, elbowing yeah. past all these granny same hikers. Same time as everyone else goes. So it's a good, it's a definitely a good trip to do off peak. Yep. Okay. Splendid. So what's number six on our list, Greg? Uh, we have Yokohama, which is, yeah, it's a real, this is a real day trip. I mean, I mean, you could spend, you know, it's more than a day in, in Yokohama, but it's really um, easy to do in a day. Basically, what, the, what, what I'd recommend doing is if, um, you know, if, if you only have a short time to spend in, in Yokohama and you don't want to have to look around everywhere, take the, the Toyoka line, I think it is, that, that connects with the uh, Yokohama subway, and take it all the way to the, the terminus at uh, Chuk Yokohama Chukugai, uh, Motomachi Chukugai, I think it is, which is the, the Chinatown. China so you get off at Chinatown, one end of the station has kind of a, like a lift and it takes you up um, from the station up, up to about the top of this kind of small mountain actually. And you get out there and you can walk up um, onto, and you can see the, uh, the foreigner's cemetery. 
So um, Yokohama is kind of famous for being the first place that foreigners settled in, in, in Japan. So there was a foreigner settlement there. And of course they had their own graveyard. So, you know, there's, there's graves there from, you know, the 1860s, you know, 1870s. There's kind of, um, you know, and you, and you look through the, the gates and you can see like, you know, there's the crosses and the, the stars of David and there's, you know, there's like all, all sorts of different, you can see all the different nationalities that were buried there. And um, if you keep going a bit further around, you get, I mean, there's more of, um, you know, the old kind of area where the, uh, you know, the foreign settlement, I guess it was. So, I mean, that, that's worth having a look around. And after you've done that, you just basically head down the hill. You can look through Chinatown, uh, go through Yamashita Park, which is the, the kind of the seaside park, which is, uh, you know, Yokohama is quite famous for. Keep going. Um, there's, there's kind of like this small kind of port area where you, like the cruise ships and things come in and there's kind of this, um, some tall masted sailboats. Uh, and then there's kind of a, a redeveloped area, which is the red brick warehouses, you know, which have been filled with um, expensive restaurants and, yeah. and brand shops and things. I've got but, a little Yokohama tip. Yeah. In the port area, there's uh, one of the places is the Osambashi. Um, it's kind of a terminal for... Uh, yeah, yep, ferries that's the one. and cruise ships. Yeah, and you can walk around on top of it. It's, it's a nice sort of contemporary architecture. The little tip is find the water fountain. There's a water fountain there which is just ridiculously powerful, and uh -huh. it kind of sprays about four meters. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they haven't fixed it yet. So uh, there's a little um, oh, okay. Easter right, right. egg. Right. Find the find the water fountain, the drinking fountain on the top of Osambashi. Not that I'm saying that you should spray people, but you know, since it's got a four meter range, it's quite a powerful little fountain. Uh, yeah. So the red, red, what I was going to say, the red brick warehouse too. It's a few. Um, if you want to grab a picnic or something, it's there's lots of grass around there and trees, which is um, so it's a nice place to sit down and, and relax. And um, after that, you can head to a bit further around to Minato Mirai, which is the the kind of the newer developed area with the you know the the former tallest building in Japan I think the landmark tower and um, there's a, there's like an amusement park there and a big you know big wheel there's, pl there's plenty to see it's kind of um, it's quite a fun day out nice okay well um, we're gonna finish up <coughs> on a couple of interesting parks there's Showa Kinen Koen the Showa, Showa anniversary park in Tachikawa which we've done a article on uh, that's a Perfect day out, plenty to do there, barbecues, kids' entertainment, sports, there's a water yep. park. Which is the one that you were going to mention? Uh, Kodomo, Kodomo no Kuni. So obviously this is for um, if you have kids. So uh, it's a huge, huge park. It costs a, a small amount to get in. I think it's a few hundred yen. You take the the, the Denantoshi, Denantoshi line down towards Chuorinkan, and then you get off at Nagatsuta and you take the uh, Kodomo no Kuni line, jump off there. And the really interesting thing about this park, I mean, apart from having lots of stuff for the kids to play on, like it's actually the, the toys and, and stuff that are there are really interesting because they're kind of um, they're kind of pre-safe toys. You know what I mean? Like before the every um, you know playground had you know like all these rubber mats and stuff, so it's a little bit risky. But uh, yeah. I think I think those are always more fun for the kids anyway. Uh, but the really interesting thing about this, so I was walking around this 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 park and it's it's absolutely massive. And the interesting thing is it's got all these kind of huge road work, uh, like, sorry, huge kind of civil works. Like you're, um, you're walking around and there's like a 50 meter long tunnel through the side of this mountain and you come out on the other side and there's more of this park. And I thought, hang on, this is this is kids park and they've built these huge tunnels through mountains and there's like all these doors everywhere and things. 
and um, I, I later found out it was it's the site of a huge munition site that was um, used, you know, during the Second World War. So, uh, like, you know, basically the whole area was used to store bombs. <laughs> so, so, so that's why that's why that's why there's these huge kind of um, you know civil works like tunnels and and um, all the all the hills seem to have these big doors and kind of underground caverns in them for for storing uh, munitions. So splendid, yeah, it's splendid. very interesting. Well, on that bombshell, that's the end of bombshell. Our... Nice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of our episode this week. Okay. So, yeah, so there's uh, a few ideas for your cheapo days out. Um, check the article notes for links for more information. And um, yeah, thanks always for tuning in. We look forward to being with you next time. Feedback is uh, welcome on the, the usual channels, so uh, we won't, I won't mention them. You can just look at the site and find them. Yeah, Twitter and Facebook, if that's your thing. Yep. Suspended. Thanks again for listening and catch you next time. See you around. Dogs, cheap hotels, cheap holidays, cheap sumo, cheap salads. It's a kind of magic. Another amazing podcast magic production.